0: That's right. When you don't know what to do, just keep on breathing. From the City of Angels in Los Angeles, welcome to all my listeners out there in Radio Land. I'm Dave, the caregiver's caregiver at caregiverdave.com, along with my lovely co-host, Carletta Cole, who isn't here today but she'll be back next week. And we're also coming to you live and on demand 24-7 on numerous syndicated radio and podcast networks on 26 global audio and video platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Vimeo, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio. I'm sorry, the list goes on and on. In fact, we've been voted number one caregiver podcast of the top 50 on Player FM and number two caregiver podcast on Feedspot out of the top 60. we got to try harder there. And number two on CaringVillage.com. And we have an especially exciting show planned for you today. Lindy Lewis. She's a recovering, authentic alpha female who, through sharing her humbling blocks and pivotal collection of tips and tools to live an empowered and full-color life, She does this through her speaking, her books, her workshops, as well as her coaching and retreats for the alphapreneur, ready to create from their passion and purpose. Anyway, before we get started with Lindy, I do want to take this moment and thank my last week's guest, Dr. Terry Zachary, author of Get a Grip on a Grip Before It's Too Late. He's a hand and grip expert and author of Great Hands, Great Life and the inventor of Handmaster Plus, hand exercise system. And just a reminder, you can watch or listen to that interview and all our interviews on our membership website, caregiverdave.com, or any of our other 26 global networks that I mentioned earlier. All right, enough of that. Lindy, so great to have you on the Caregiver Dave show again. This is your second time. We rarely have people on twice. But you oh, I feel you special. Seem to have made it. I don't know.
1: <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'll tell you, I you I was talking hearing about your last week's guest, and I was underway all day caregiving for my sweet papa, who's 80, 87, and his back's going out, his hands are going out, and all kinds oh, of no. stuff. And I thought your 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 exercise well, needs, program might be good for or yes. the grip guy, The grip And he guy. needs a
0: and he needs a hand grip too. It's kind of a miraculous thing. This guy used to be a a chiropractor and then a uh, professional golfer. And he invented the, what did he call it? The hand master hand, hand plus exercise system. Look it up on the internet. Uh, I think it might help your father.
1: Well, I will look that up. Well, thanks Dave for having me back. And um, yeah, it's, it's a pleasure to be here and continuing sort of my, my mission to those type a all day women out there just going (laughs) and uh, they tend to be caregivers (laughs) and we tend to be full tilt all or nothing kind of people.
0: Yes, so I asked you last time, and uh, maybe they don't remember the answer, but who is Lindy Lewis, and why was she placed on this earth?
1: Oh, that's such a big question, you know. Uh, honestly, I think Lindy Lewis is just this uh, this young, spirited heart that uh, just wants to lead and love, uh, lead from heart, not head, and continue um, sharing compassion and little Pieces of kindness in the world. You know, I teach a lot of yoga. I teach a lot of women to be good to themselves because I always sort of talk about when you're good to yourself, you're naturally good to others. And, you know, my whole life, my first book I, I remember talking about there was I was a little girl and I would just spend time, you know, painting on little pieces of bark and, and uh, write like words like love or peace or sweet. And, and I would gift them to the neighborhood and I'd run around and I did all of these things. And it's just kind of my little (laughs) heart and soul that I would offer as, as gifts to neighbors, or I have this little girl that I'm sort of mentoring now, and she makes little hats and she makes little rock people. She puts them on uh, sticks and there's so many great crafts. And heart art, as I call it, um, that you can do at any at these young ages. And then I think, you know, then comes we start and enter the alpha female. We are uh, conditioned to achieve. We are conditioned to sort of uh set that sweeter, softer, tender part of us to the side and go where we get a paycheck, an accolade, accomplishments. Um, titles, things that really just define our value rather than just recognizing that just being maybe a really kind, loving human mm-hmm. is a great, great gift to offer this planet. So that's yeah. a long-winded sort of roundabout, but uh, so I'm circling back to that, you know, and now that I'm 55.
0: Wow, you sure don't look it. <laughs>
1: Well, we're there now. Yeah, I know. I didn't realize it was live. I'm like, ah, I literally was just underway with my dad in Port d'Alene. Oh, you look great. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. It's
0: Now, you're a woman and you're a caregiver, and um, most, 75% or so of caregivers are women. I'm the rare animal here, a male caregiver. But what do you think w- women caregivers are going through that you can help them with? On a daily basis.
1: It's such a, it's a very great question that I am asking myself daily right now, (laughs) because I sort of uh, did really good. I managed to kind of put myself back in that checking order. I'm priority, you know, my oxygen mask on before somebody else's so that we can continue to like take care of ourselves. And it's very difficult when you are caregiving because like there's no, stopping point, there's always a need, always, always, always for our bright spirit, our energy, our helping hands, whatever it ends up being. So as I'm caring for my aging parents, um, it's something that I am, I think that we can just introduce and recognize. And in one of my books, I talk about it, but Boundaries can be healthy mm. and it's not from a place of, I call them boundaries aren't bitchy. I'm sorry for mm. the, the language, but I mean, they really aren't. They're just a way for you to say, Hey, wait, I'm starting to spin out of control. And if I don't take a pause and hand the baton to somebody else, who's there's lots of people who want to help. If you, if they don't do that, um, then I'm going to be in the same place that my dad is when I'm 87 years old. And, and I, you know, I have high hopes to, to be just a little bit healthier than maybe that generation. And then, you know, the next, I call it the 500 year plan, you know, You're the
0: new and improved model, the two point uh, new now. and
1: improved, hopefully my daughter, who is now a chiropractor, hopefully she'll be able to step that game up a little and, but we have to take care of ourselves and it's super counterintuitive. You know, we yeah,
0: yeah. you bring a, a great word boundaries, you know, because caregivers, uh, often get their feelings hurt, their loved one, especially if it's a parent or, or um, a child who's a special needs child who's now an adult. um, You know, they, they seem to be lacking the ability to, to make boundaries. And so I always tell them, well, if somebody crossed a line and upset you, it's really your fault because you never told them where the line was. So they had to, They had to find it and cross it to see if that's a line. So you need to go out there, and there's a great book called Boundaries, and and let people know, listen, you know what you did yesterday? Um, I don't like that, and I don't want you to do that again. And if you do cross that line again, this is what will happen. So please, I'm letting you know now. I forgive you because you didn't know the boundary was there, the line was there. And it's just a simple little thing, but people who don't like confrontation and are yes people and are people pleasers, boy, that's so hard for them. Why do you think well, that
1: is? Well, Dave, I mean, I would say caregivers tend to be that people pleaser mm-hmm. and we are defined by that external <laughs> at a girl and you got this and woo and you're helping yeah helping you
0: don't her. need any help. <laughs>
1: yeah well and and I think you know introducing boundaries it is really brave and it is really scary and especially when it's your own family. And you know in my case it's it's really easy for when I say hey look you know no I can't do that doctor run. I need to, I'm going to go get a massage, you know, uh, that's like, wow, aren't we spoiled. And I think I grew up with that mentality, like, oh, well, look at the little prima donna going to get a massage can't take care of, you know, somebody or whatever. And so we are probably our worst advocate or worst uh, critic, I should say. And we need to advocate for our health and get ourselves those little massages or take 10 minutes in front of the fireplace or sit down with a cup of tea instead of a cup of coffee and just breathe and really belly breathe and just allow your parasympathetic nervous system to sort of rekindle and just engage. And so that's one of the things I really like to work with that alpha female is we're so used to running on the top half of the tank or the top half of the lungs, so to speak, (laughs) that we're missing that that really that deep belly breath that just rest and that it's okay to do nothing it's okay to just sit a minute and i'm not Mm -hmm. talking netflix nothing like don't just go (laughs) plug in and numb out because that's just another way to numb it's like sitting and breathing and holding your beautiful body in just a state of gratitude
0: yeah because you're into yoga aren't you
1: I am. I do. I teach. I teach a lot of kids yoga. I teach yoga in Breathing is very
0: important. Yes,
1: and then I teach a restorative class. It's just a restorative flow, and it's really it's a it's a whole workshop on just um, reviving uh, the parasympathetic and really supporting that rest, digest, renew, and and that's where we heal. I mean, that's where our body will grow old lovely.
0: So tell us, what kind of caregiver are you? How old are your parents?
1: 87. And that's a role I just sort of um, fell into because it worked out in my life. We
0: all fall into it. (laughs) Yes,
1: we do sort of fall into it. And uh, they literally fell. My mom tripped on a dog, broke her femur. Oh, here's an interesting thing for those caregivers out there. Uh, You know, all these new parts people are getting. So mom had a fake hip and a fake knee and the bone between crushed when she fell. So all those titanium parts are actually a pretty big, uh challenge for people in orthopedics those doctors are phenomenal what they're having to sort of rebuild so they've plated her but she's still in a wheelchair and still needs to go to doctors still needs to go to dentists still needs to do those things so
0: how, how was she before thing. she fell
1: she shuffled you know 82 and shuffling but but pretty good you and know so trying to take care
0: of each other your father and your mother
1: They do, but they both went down. At the She went down, and and just that's kind of this. That's what you hear when there's a deep love. I mean, they both went down together. I mean, his back went out the next day. He tried
0: to, like, catch her or something?
1: No, no, no. There was no catching. They were totally in separate spaces. I think it was just he kept it together through the surgery and through all of the scary part for her because we had to get her off of her, you know, um, her eloquence and the blood thinners before they could even do surgery. So she was in quite a bit of pain before they could, you know, do a lot. So I think he kept it together and then. She was in surgery and he just, his body said, okay, your turn, big guy, you know? So,
0: so, so things have changed. The dynamic has changed for you since the fall. Yes.
1: Yeah. That was a uh, Halloween last year, but before then I was, I was taking care of kids. I was doing, studi- I was a, I would promote, uh, you know uh language and stress management in our younger generation, I would teach them about the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system and how when we 're always on social mo- media and we're always connected to uh, the just something externally stimulating you that we're never really allowing our body to just take a breath to heal. And our bodies are remarkable. And so I try to teach them appreciation for their body. And I do that through yoga, but also like a series of really fun, just workshops where it's very engaging and interactive. So that was sort of where it was. And then it timely, you know, COVID sort of shut that arm down for a minute. And uh, so then this other one came about and, you know, and then I just took care of myself in the meantime and went to the garden. I, you know, during COVID, I just, I stayed in the garden and, and you know, made magical tinctures and just worked with earth to, to really steward um, beauty.
0: Now, a lot of uh, caregivers who are taking care of their parents, for example, um, are experiencing something called role reversal. All of a sudden they're starting to feel like a parent to their parent. And their parents, who are feeling a little resentful, are starting to feel like they're being treated like a child, you know. So, um, have you experienced any of that, perhaps? <laughs>
1: I'll tell you, you know, I, I write about my humbling blocks, and yes. Um, but can I just say, for those of us that have the privilege of taking care of our parents, I mean, it really <laughs> is. Because they they did put a lot of time in with us, I, I, in, at least mine That's did. Right, in, it's their turn some now you know, they're, they're just as sad. I mean, you know, I, I just step into their shoes. I'm just like, what's it going to be like when I'm 86 and I just fell over a dog and I can't walk. I mean, (laughs) I hope one of my kids are kind of nice to me and take, you know, come from a little more grace and a little, they hold space for the the forgetting brain and the um, not so fast and not needing to do everything and less drama. And, you know, so, so, it is as you care for your parents, it's very easy to have the resentment go both ways. But that resentment, it really, you know, it it it's just a like a, a petri dish for our own sickness. So whatever you can do, and that's why I really advocate for the parasympathetic and, and dropping into that rest digest function and just breath work. I mean a little bit in the morning, a little bit at night, a little bit before you pick your parent up, whatever it is, just or when they say things, you just it's like your Teflon. You just let it roll off your back. Yeah. It's like, okay. I mean, I imagine like that duck, you know, sometimes where the water splashes just come off. I, I do a lot of visualization because I mean, I'm alpha, man, I can go ham. And I, I mean, I've got that energy, but I just, you know, I, I really pray and hope that what comes around goes around, right? I'm believing yeah. in the whole karmic story.
0: <laughs> yeah. You, I'm I'm reading a list of things that, that are, I think obviously are chapter names because they're so cute. And so, Rhymey. Yes, (laughs) I
1: have all ground your grace,
0: fluidity, not rigidity, progress, not perfection, self care is health care, nourish to flourish. Let's talk about your book and and what it says, and what people should get out of it, and what you hope people will get out of it. Which book do you want to talk about?
1: You know, I, I guess I'll just start with the beginning of the story. So 15 years ago, I was diagnosed with um, multiple sclerosis.
0: Oh, wow. The so maybe cognitive six, kind maybe, or the muscle kind? Uh,
1: it was in, just the nervous system. So I had lesions in the brain and okay. down the right side. So the right side developed a weakness, a foot drop, and and I had a drag for probably three or four years on that right side. But that's when I was, you know, super extroverted and the Sally helper, man, I was so, and I was good at my job. I was, you know, getting that I had a, I was a Broadway show presenter. I would line up shows out in New York and I'd book them in. And I mean, I just, it was mm. fast and furious and so much fun, but the body just said, Hey girl, we're not doing this. Went through a divorce. I had a pretty, pretty complicated divorce. Um, was uh, my, it related
0: I- to the MS.
1: Well, I think my my MS came on right right after that. Yeah, it Ugh. came on hard hardcore. Uh, I was it was a, a just a, a complicated divorce, as I mentioned, mm. as most are. They bring up all kinds of stress, and and I just armored up and put myself. You know, I was coaching soccer. I was still going to bring the treats, be on the PTA, and I was still doing all of the things. You know that we that I was getting externally. <clears throat> um, external value for rather than just kind of settling and being like, I'm pretty good. Like today, you know, I'm like, Oh, I didn't really put myself together, but that's okay. (laughs) You know, people are probably hopefully listening and to my heart, not my head, you know, they go, who cares? She doesn't look great, you know, and, um, or she doesn't whatever. Um, so I, I wrote these ahas and I just remember one night when I, when the disease, I'd kind of boxed it up. I went back into my corporate life and the disease, I went to the doctor and he's like, wow, you know, Lindy, we're going to have to up your medication and put you on a little more um, aggressive treatment. We've got new lesions going into the thoracic spine, which is going to affect your mobility. And I'm sitting there going, what are you talking about, Willis? Like I am the perfect, like I'm doing great. And that was kind of my first aha. It's like, whoa, I can't run so fast. I can't get so stressed. I can't be that parent that does everything. I am one person. Ma, I am one person, not two now. And, and even when you are two, we do too much, you know, let our kids, let them be bored. I mean, let them have a minute just playing cars, playing with matchbook cards or whatever it is. And we have a yeah. few of those little moments, but, um, Anyway, so I remember that night. I was like, "Well, I'll be the recovering alpha female," and that's how the books kind of started. And I had a lot of fun. I'm so I left my corporate cool life. You know, back when I was cool, I was joke about that because I'm a Broadway <laughs> show presenter. I mean, I could get good seats. Let me tell you. And then, uh, and then I started kind of looking at yoga. And I remember my first yoga class. I'm like, "Okay, that's boring." I didn't even sweat. And then here I am, like an advocate for yoga because you know yoga tends to be this this Release in the mind. It drops you into the present moment. It helps you know your body. And um, and then I just started getting this really fun little language. Like, it's like woo woo is not cuckoo. I started to look at that. I'm like, well, I was always like, that's woo woo. I'm not doing that. You know, it's little because I was very trained, very Western thinking and allopathic. And, and then I just started to think, well, wait a minute. You know, I feel a little better when I slow down. I feel a little better when I give myself a little grace and I, let myself be quirky and just kind of own them. And it's like, oh, that just makes me more colorful. Um, Yeah, and it was okay to be the black sheep of the family. So one of the ahas I talk about is be the black sheep, like celebrate your unique gifts, whatever that looks like.
0: Wow, and uh, let's face it, the older we get, we should slow down because the joints aren't as limber as they used to be. And I can't do the things that I used to do. I mean, I used to run a lot, now I can't run. Then I started walking a lot. Now it's hard for me to walk. Now I swim a lot, you know, and bike a lot.
1: But Dave, I mean, wouldn't you say, yes, when we're older, I mean, we naturally have to slow down, right? That just happens. But when we're younger, this younger generation that is so busy and we they are don't, so, they don't move enough. <laughs> well, there is that they don't move enough, but they're also, I think, I think there's a lot of um value that comes from like how, many likes you have and how like the social media rage. And, and I guess that's where I want to inspire our younger generation to say, Hey, you know what, maybe I don't have to get everything done just because I have a phone, a cell phone, a watch that tracks every second of every day. I'm like, there's real beauty in that unscheduled time, but you have to practice because it doesn't come
0: natural. It's true. Um, you know, I've got a full schedule And lately I will find myself tired and my wife says, why don't you just relax and let's watch uh, a movie. And I have to consciously say, is there something that I should be doing? And I'll look at my scheduler and there's nothing there. And I just, I can breathe and say, wow, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to be anywhere. I think and I can for, relax.
1: And for those caregivers or those those type A people that are out there, you know, once you allow yourself and give yourself a little bit of permission, you just start that k- chink in the armor. Like that becomes restorative. You know, that moment in time starts to restore your system and build your cell health and your blood and you know, maybe address the little um insufficiencies in maybe the, one of the organs of the body. I mean, and it allows you to just be a little sweeter to someone else. You know, when you can be good to yourself, you will be good to others. You know, we tend to be caregivers. We can be really, really ruthless with ourselves.
0: Yeah,
1: And and I talk about being gets being the whole concept of being and just being quiet and still it it gets lost in becoming, you know, being is a, a, almost an art form.
0: You know, I I hate talking about this next thing I'm going to talk about, but I have to because I have kids, and, um, you know, I joke around. uh, We finally got the three daughters out of the house. We even got them all married off, each one twice. And and the third one is working on number three. So, I mean, I have experience with meeting the mate that – our daughter has chosen to spend the rest of their life with. And I don't think they're the right one. And, but you know, you you can't really say too much without somehow spoiling the relationship, but then 10 years later it happens and you see it and, and you try not to say, well, you know, I tried to tell you and all of that because that doesn't fly. No. But I'm sure there are caregivers out there who are in bad marriages and it's just adding to the stress of the caregiving. And Perhaps they're like some of my daughters were, you know, who they're just needy and they have no identity outside of a man and they don't want to be alone and and who would have me and and I'm lucky to have them, even though they don't want them. Um do you recommend that that caregivers should get out of a bad marriage if they're in a bad marriage? Is no marriage better than a bad marriage?
1: Here's what I would say to that, honestly, and this is this is so true. You have experience. I I do, I do, but that all kind of happened before I started my recovery journey. I mean, I I think, I think as a type A, we are very quick to sort of emasculate our man because we have a um, an expectation of where, how the marriage needs to look, how we should raise the kids, how they should even parent. And I mean, I'm guilty of that, you know, a little control freaks.
0: Yes, would you call it? Oh,
1: you, as a, as a type A, you're, you're very scheduled, very controlling, you know, and it's for, it's, it's really a mask for our own insecurity, you know, but that's just what, what comes forward. But I I really want to encourage people if they're in a bad marriage, don't just shank, you know, peace out. No, that's not what I would ever advocate for what I would say is by all means, you start stair-stepping yourself to the very top of your checklist. Above your kids, above your partner, you put your oxygen mask on. And I'm not saying go out and party so you feel good because guys think you're hot. I'm saying, or or get more likes on TV. It's I'm saying, get a little massage. Maybe sit down and sip your tea. Don't stand and eat. Um, little baby, tiny, I call them the better than plan in one of the books. In fact, that's book one I think I talk about. Uh, the better than plan. Just do a little better than you did yesterday. Yeah. And, and just start these. I loved it What I would work with women. I would say, you got to, what about Bob it? If you haven't seen what about Bob, you yeah. got to see what about Bob. <laughs> it's like today, I was able to get the goldfish to the door. The, tomorrow, I'm going to get it out the door. The next time you get it to the elevator, the next time I'm going to get it down the stairs. One day I'll get to that psychotherapist and they can help me with my o- OCD or whatever it is they're diagnosing us mm-hmm. with. But you got to, what about Bob it? Just, so, so today you're so spun out I'm so tired. I can't do one thing for myself. But when I get home at the end of the day, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take a nice hot bath. That is where I started. I started with a hot bath at night and five minutes in the morning before I got out of bed, five minutes. And I'd set a little thing and I'd be like, I got to get up. I got to get the phone. I got to do all these things. And then I'm just like, wait, five minutes of just resting and saying, thank you. And
0: kind We're of praying. Breathing.
1: Yeah. Prayer is huge. Faith, huge. So yeah, I have a huge faith in my message, in my and all of these you know, you joke about my little my little uh labels, but they're they're just these fun little Uh, this language that helps me speak to myself. It's like, oh, you know, I got to look up to my youngers. That's one that I absolutely love. I remember one time I was parenting the right way. Right. And I was like, now Mike, you need to, you know, when you're around the, you know, my parents or my grandparents or whatever, someone older, you need to just really look up to your elders. And my four-year-old sat up in bed and he said, well, well, people should just look up to their youngers. And I'm like, (laughs) you know what? you are right sweetheart let's let's sit down let's build something and if you don't like what you're having for dinner you say this or whatever it is i mean sometimes you just have to eat it but if grandma's fat grandma's fat you know it's okay i mean you have to gauge how you say these things or if mommy's fat, you know, or whatever it is, you, you, you were. then you have an opportunity to sit with them and teach them a nice way to maybe language that or say, well, that just makes them more huggable or what, you know, whatever it is, you can, you can language it and take that teachable moment with your kids. So my, my kids have all been outstanding teachers to me and thankfully they're all very, very independent, but I, I raised them by myself, all three of them.
0: Yeah. And, and a and lot of the well reasons, A lot of the reasons why, excuse me, um, that people don't take care of themselves is they really don't think they're worth it. You know, they don't think they deserve it. They don't think that we don't don't (laughs) think we deserve a massage. Where did all this insecurity, where is all this unworthiness come from?
1: Well, I think if you really step it back to post-depression, I mean, everybody had to harden up and work hard. So we got this like work hard ethic to working hard equals valued. And so if you take those moments, especially if you have extra change that you can spend on a massage or, or whatever it is, I mean, those are, um, that's... I mean, that's like a luxury item. But I mean, those precisely are those moments that will tap you into your creation energy and help you really um, start to discover, you know, I don't like saying what your purpose is, but maybe get into like a little more purposeful life or it will help you in a marriage that is uncomfortable. Maybe you just love your guy. I love that song, you know, love the one you're with, like everybody's going to have problems, but like love the one you're with right now and love their quirks. Maybe they're just different or the, and maybe they're insecure. And how can you be a sweeter container so that they feel safe to dump, dump a little of that load onto you, whichever way it's going
0: and not just love the destination that you're going to love the journey of getting there you know
1: and that's the thing we don't do again using my alpha metaphor as a type a we are so we're so conditioned for networking and who you're going to know who mm-hmm. might know that person that would put this there that you miss this this actual moment in time to have an authentic connection and and really that is all we have like we do not know about tomorrow None of us, not one of us, nobody listening right now knows what's happening tomorrow. We have it scheduled. We have a plan. We yeah. know there's a play. We know we're going to this and all those things, but we really don't know. So it it allows people to um, kind of hold space for the now and be like, huh, I'm going to be curious instead of uh, wish it away.
0: Yeah. And the Bible says, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Yeah. Look at the birds of the air. They don't worry about where their next meal is going to come from, but your heavenly father feeds them. No. Look at the lilies of the field. They don't worry about what to wear, but yet they're clothed in more glory than Solomon. And so look on at
1: earth, way. how brutal we are to her on so many levels. And she still gives us flowers and she still does summer, winter, spring, and fall. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, if, yeah, we if, haven't
0: pissed mother nature off yet. <laughs> but
1: if we take that time to live in the moment, those are things we'll start finding an awareness for.
0: Lindy, I can't believe how fast our time is gone today. We're gone already, Dave. Geez, that...
1: We did it again.
0: <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on the show. And how can listeners reach you and find out more about you and what you do?
1: Uh lindylewis.com. com. And I I have uh, great speaking that I love to do to just uh teach these type a women cuz my my mission is to you know get these type a women on, a little bit softer so that they can be a better leader a better mentor cuz yeah. there's so much chance to change right now
0: i was looking at your website you do retreats too and and there's seem in you know, north pictures. idaho yeah, those pictures were amazing. Where, where, where that's my they zen
1: they? den, I have it right next door. This is so I do the yoga right up here behind us, and then I've got a little zen den next door where you can. So That's your home. Mm-hmm. The next it looks door looks like is some,
0: I, some hotel retreat somewhere.
1: Oh, I have a beautiful space. The and garden. I just, that's, yeah, yeah. Oh and when gosh. I when life blew up, man, there was one bathroom in this house. It wasn't sighted. <laughs> I had no yard, and then you know I've just been able to really start building it out.
0: Well, that's an award-winning yard, if you ask me. I think you should oh, enter it into
1: something. it's pretty spectacular. I created a sacred space. That's another thing I like to work it with. Does, it
0: looks sacred. It does.
1: Find it. And you, and make you got an, an
0: aerial view. I assume you took that picture from a drone or something.
1: I did. I have a girlfriend who has a drone. I'm like, <laughs> oh, come take a picture of my koru. And the koru. this is perfect for caregivers. It's a spiral. And my whole, everything yes. is about a spiral. Good to yourself, good to others. So as you can be good to yourself, you can give that to others. So if you're spinning out and gonna, you know, get resentful on your parents, then you take care <laughs> of yourself. Take a hot bath, take a cup of I hot love tea.
0: Hot baths.
1: I taught in the first book. I talked about choosing your checklist, and um, you right. you check the the tick boxes, and you you weave good things in there for yourself.
0: Name your books: uh, the first, you, second, babe. and so on.
1: Yeah. First book is The Recovering Alpha Female. Uh, this uh, introduces moving into grace. The second one, of course, it's all colored up. They're very happy because <laughs> quirks make it colorful. Uh, second one, I use the alphaholic metaphor. So again, using the alpha inspiring grace as an holic. And the third is this alchemy, living grounded in your grace.
0: Amazing. Well, remember that all our sh- live shows become recorded pod and video casts on your favorite platforms that I mentioned. My number one newly released book, Secrets from the Hammock, Uncommon Wisdom for Uncommon Times, is spreading wisdom all over the world, and it's available wherever books are sold, and also on my free membership website, caregiverdave.com. And don't forget to join my Caregiver Dave Facebook community of 34,000 caregivers, where you'll learn all about my new caregiver wellness retreat and mastermind in Acapulco that I I offered to burn out That's what we need to do. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, we're just trying to keep as many of those caregivers alive, you know, since 30% of them die before their loved ones do. Hello. So if, if you click the like or follow button on whatever platform you're watching or listening to this interview on, it helps us reach even more caregivers by improving Google's search engine algorithms. So thank you again, to all my listeners out there all over the world for tuning in every Wednesday and making us the number one caregiver podcast on the internet. So until next week, same time, same channel, may God richly bless you all. Bye-bye, and thank you. Thanks so much. Hey, everybody, it's Dave Nassani, otherwise known as Caregiver Dave, and I'm coming to you live from this beautiful Acapulco Villa, which I like to say is the perfect prescription for caregiver burnout. And I have a unique opportunity to bring 14 burned-out caregivers up here so that they can decompress and do all the things that they need to do. But this is just a bonus. It actually comes with the six-month zoom coaching program it's a one-on-one consult with me caregiver dave to identify where you are and where you need to go it's a six monthly small group coaching sessions to smash any obstacles between you and your ideal vision of what a caregiver needs to be and caregiver success you get my three free books and instructions on boundaries grief self-care organization asking for help learning how to say no avoiding burnout, avoiding depression, avoiding perfectionism, avoiding isolation, avoiding resentment, delegation, team building, how to have fun, how to have no guilt, the importance of gratitude, and after caregiving when you're no longer a caregiver. But this seven-day bonus is absolutely free. It comes with the coaching program that you pay for and the food is all-inclusive. I'm telling you, seven days and seven nights here is amazing. This is truly paradise, and I highly recommend it. For more information, go to caregiverdave.com. That's going to send you to my other website, and if you want a shortcut to get there immediately, just go to acapulcodave.com. Thanks again. I look forward to seeing you in Acapulco.